0: Hey Victory family, this podcast is straight from our 2019 Iron Man Men's Conference. So there's so much great material here, so don't miss an opportunity to take some notes or listen to it a few times. Well, here we go. Shoot, was that awesome or what? With with Pastor Gary? I think you had to need to give Gary like this huge round of applause seriously um, you know you guys are so blessed uh, I mean you need to be aware of that right it, that you are blessed no, number one uh, I don't know what the average you know uh, success rate you know I don't you know the, the the average length of time that a pastor stays you know uh, if you if you sometime Google uh, uh, information on pastors and especially like Barna you uh, uh, they, they do a bunch of studies on pastors, and, you know, and, and as a pastor, I can't read it because it's too depressing, uh, and uh, but it's like, man, I think three years is the average length that a pastor can stay somewhere, three years. How long have you been here? 35 years. 35 years. No, you guys need to be celebrating, okay? Uh, and... And, uh, uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna tie some stuff maybe hopefully together for our head right, but uh, and and just kind of pick up a couple of things I hit last night, some stuff he hit. But but I want to, but I'm just gonna you know it's just the way I roll. I just want to roll through some stuff because uh, what you want to do is you want to know what you're doing right. So you need to know who you're becoming and understanding what you're doing. When he was talking about uh, clarifying your values, see here, here's the reason why so many people. Uh, feel like they're a loser. You are not a loser. Okay, Can, let's just get that straight right up, right off the bat. You, you, you know, it's like you, if you're born again, you're not a sinner. You, you know, you were a sinner, and you could possibly even be sinning. But there's a difference between sinning and being a sinner. Okay, and so a child of God, you know, ain't nobody perfect. There's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. If any man says he hasn't sinned, he just did, and, and you, you, you know, because he's a liar. And, and so, so you know, as far as constantly hitting, you know, because the word sin, uh, and, and you know, this isn't like Revelation or nothing, but the word sin, uh, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not a tough word. It means to miss the mark, right? It's an archery term to miss the mark, right? Uh, uh, one translation says to, uh, to, to, wander off the trail. So, so to end up at an end that's different than the end you're supposed to be at is to sin is to miss the Mark. Well, well we do that constantly because well, we're men and you know, we're easily distracted and we, we end up places we shouldn't be. And, and, but, you, but you, you, you haven't overwhelmed God. He, God. God's got his plan and his purpose and he, and, and you connect with God and he's, he's, you, you know, but you're just, you're just not a loser. Okay. You're not a loser. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the, the biggest challenge that actually, if, if you think about it, the biggest challenge that you will ever face, you've already faced it and you are the winner. Right? It's, it's like that first race, right? Because, you know, mommy and daddy got to going and millions of sperm going after one egg and you're it. So it's like, go get a big trophy. I'm the one. Okay, you know, you're already the winner and the odds probably will never be stacked against you like that ever again. And so, you know, here I am. I'm the winner. And, you know, and it's like what you have to do is begin to identify with that. okay, because because you are a winner and you need to understand you need to actually be thinking about it. You know, he's talking about, uh, you know, clarifying your values. And the problem is, is that when you don't clarify your values, you it's impossible to win. So, you know, it's like whatever your sport is, uh, you know, you either got to move the chains, right? Uh, you got to make the make the hoops. You got to, you know, there, there's, there's a way to measure your progress so that you know that you're winning. And if you don't clarify your values, then there's no way to win because there's nothing set. Right. And it's easy to throw away something that you never valued. Right. Which takes us back to Mark 4.24. Be careful what you hear, for uh, whatsoever man hath shall... More be given, and what he hath not shall be taken away. That's a really kind of an interesting verse. If you, and you really got to slow down and you got to think about it. What whatever a man has, he's going to get more of, and what he doesn't have, even what he has, will, will be taken away from him. Have you ever wondered how you take something away from somebody who doesn't have anything? So how, how could that scripture really be true that, that, you know, be careful what you hear for whatsoever man hath, he shall be given more. And to him who hath not, even what he has shall be taken away. Well, if you have not, how could it be taken? Well, it's not that you don't have it, it's that you didn't recognize you have it. And so when the enemy takes it, you didn't even know it was stolen. Good. And so you end up losing victories that you didn't even know were yours because you'd never clarified what the win was. And see, it's hard to move the chain if you don't know what that means. You can't measure right progress if you don't, if you haven't defined it. And so, you, you know, you need to be aware of this. That hey, I'm, I'm uh, you know, if I since I'm not a loser, what I should probably do is stop living like one. Okay, I'm not a loser. Look at your neighbor, and say I'm not a loser. And then look back at look back at the guy that just said that to you and say, well, then don't live like one. Right, and and that, that's what we're giving you this weekend. is is, are the principles, the help, the assistance, the coaching, uh, you you know, so that you can just, hey, there's areas of our life where we, you know, we get busy, we get rolling, and and, and we get distracted, and then we slide back into the lifestyle, and we're living like losers. We're living like people who don't know God, right? right. right? But you do know God. Not only do you know God, you have access to God. Not only do you have access to God, but you've granted God access to you. And if you've granted God access to you and you have access to God, if God be for you, who cares who's against you? Right. It doesn't make any difference what's coming up against you if you have God. But it's having the, the, the revelation in operation that, hey, I actually know who I am and I know what I'm doing. Right. right? I'm winning. I'm moving the chains. I'm making progress. And, and I can prove it because you can measure it. Right? Yeah, I, I can, I, I'm i I'm growing. I'm not staying the same I refuse to be the same, right I'm gonna grow, I'm going to get stronger you know uh but in order to grow and in order to get stronger uh, you, there's a process, and you, you know it's like going to the gym how I many you guys work out <laughs> It's like there's some half hands back there. it's like you're liars okay you know but you go to the gym, it's not enough. You know, to get a gym membership, like as a Christmas gift, and, and, and you know, to, to swing by the gym through the gym parking lot, yeah. right? You, you know, you actually you got to You got to go in there, and you got to lay on the bench, and you got to handle weight, and, and and it sucks. And, and what what do you do? But you're getting stronger, right? See, it's not the weight. That can, that, you know, the weight isn't the issue. Well, I th- that weight threw my back out. Yeah, but the same weight that threw your back out could make your back stronger. So it's not the weight, but it's how you handle the weight. See, and it's not life that's your problem; it's how you handle life that's often the problem. And, and it's like, well, well, I, you know, I, I don't like the fact that there's always a challenge, there's always a test. Well, grow up. You, you, you know, I, I want God to bless me. Well, every blessing comes with complications. Okay, every blessing comes with complications. The Bible says children are a blessing from the Lord. Have you had any? Okay, there's some complications that come with them freaking little blessings, okay? You know, oh my God, what a blessing, I'm gonna kill it. And, and, you know, it's awesome, but there's... You know, shucks. He who finds a wife, uh, finds a good thing, and is blessed of the Lord. He who finds what? Okay, a couple of points. I'm just, I'm just quoting Bible. Hopefully, you recognize some of this. But but uh, he who finds a wife, it does not say he who finds a woman. Good, 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 good. And there's a big honking difference between a woman and a wife. It's some of us, you know, we you know well. How do I say this and, and be, like, semi-politically correct or something? Who cares? Uh, so, you know, some guys seem content. To, I mean, a woman, any woman, any woman, if they can't get one of those, God only knows what they'll do. And, and, but it's a wife, okay? And you, got, you have to have enough sense to differentiate between a woman and a wife. Man, the wife is gonna it's gonna be a blessing. A woman is, yeah. shucks, okay. But <laughs> uh, here here's here's the deal, though that even the, when you find a wife, and that's a good thing, yeah. and, and and that's a blessing. But there's complications, right? There's complications, and uh, you know, and there's challenges. Well, what's he doing? It's developing you. See, a challenge can either define you, or it can develop you. And you have to make a decision that what I'm going to do is I'm going to embrace the challenges of life. I'm not going to ignore them. But but I got to stop complaining about them. Well, you know, that guy's just so lucky. He's he's so lucky. I mean, look at him. He's he, he 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 ain't riding around in a Pinto. He's got a truck. Where's the truck guy, you know? He he he's got a truck and and, and he you know, he he's lucky. He he's so lucky. Well, maybe he's just so prepared. You know, I've I've noticed something about people who have discipline and great worth ethic. They are insanely lucky. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, shoot, man, them people with discipline are luckier than everybody else. No, they're disciplined. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they've they've grown up a little bit. They're strong in certain areas that we have weakness in, and then but then we have to. But, but our tendency, when he said, you know, you got to stop lying to yourself, because our tendency is to start shifting responsibility off of ourselves, and suggesting that they had it easy. They haven't had the struggles I've had. You know, it's easy for you, pastor, you know, to be all happy and giddy and everything. You've had a job for thirty five years. And let me tell you something about ministry. It is job security because people are screwed up. Okay, but, but he's he's hung out he's hung out 35 years. Still, is mind blowing. But uh, uh, you know, because most most guys have been in one city 30 years. It's because they're behind bars, and uh, <laughs> but maybe that's it. Maybe it's bondage, and we need to talk. Okay, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, the challenges, the challenges. And so uh, we we look at we look at the challenges as a problem. But what you what you need to recognize is that's not a problem. That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity. Okay? I, I have an opportunity for, for promotion. You, you know, before you get to move to the third grade, you have to pass the test that they give you in the, at the end of the second grade. Right? Because we, we have to prove, we have to prove not that we've heard the information, but that we understand how to apply the information. Okay, so some of you guys are being tested in areas, but it's to prove that, okay, uh, uh, Romans 12, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, remember this one, by the mercies of God, you present your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the very least that you can do. Don't be, verse 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove that the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. I love it in the Amplify because it says that you can prove to yourself that God's will. See, we ain't prove it. You're not trying to prove this to the world. You're proving it to yourself. It's it's becoming more and more proven to you. You you know why some of you struggle with tithing? Because it hasn't been proven to you that God's plan is to prosper you. And see, since you're not convinced, since you're not convinced uh, uh, that that God's plan is to prosper you, then you're still fearful that if you obey God in this area of your life that you won't get to do what you want. But if God's plan is to prosper me, not to harm me, then I don't need to seek prosperity. I need to seek his plan. And if I walk in his plan, and it becomes more and more proven to me that God's will, here's God's will for my life. God's will is good. Okay, God's will is good, so there ain't nothing gooder than God's will. My plan won't be gooder than God's plan. God's plan is gooder than mine okay, and it's acceptable, so God's will is the only thing that I should accept in my life, thy will, not mine, God, help me learn to embrace your will for my life, and it's perfect, and the word perfect means nothing missing, nothing broken, right, I'm not going to miss out on life, I'm not going to miss out, you know, hey, if I start, uh, you know, using wisdom in relationships, I'm not going to be friendless, I'm actually going to have some great friends, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. You know, losing. No, I'm gonna be winning. And so, what you have to do again is stop living like a loser, because I'm not one. A loser will travel with anybody, but if you start living like a winner and 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 and, and, and you and you apply God's word to your life, it becomes proven, right? It becomes proven. And, and uh, how many? How many of you know a lot about faith? Nobody. Um. Well, that's scary because the Bible four times says the just shall live by faith. So if you're justified, and by the way, if you're justified, what that means is it's just as if you've never been away from God. Just as if you never made a mistake. Just as if you've never sinned. You're born again. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away, lost the grip. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Right? I'm fresh and new. I am in Christ. Uh, I like it in the New Living Testament because it says, let the new life begin. Man, let the new life begin. You know, some of us, you know, we stepped out of that old life, and but, but we never started the new one. Right? Come on. You never started the new one. John 10.10, 10, he said, the thief, he comes, he comes, kill, steal, destroy. I've come that you might have and enjoy life, right? More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. I'm telling you, man, God life was awesome stuff. It's eternal life, right? It's eternal life. Eternal life does not start when you die. Well, I got saved so that when I die... I don't go to hell. Well, then hurry up and die. I mean, since you're born again, it it can't all be about the afterlife, right? No, here's the deal is that eternal life starts when you're born again. And so now you're living a new life, and that new life still is going to have challenges and it's going to have tests, but it's so that you can be promoted, Right? Because so that you can be, so, so you be elevated. You know, uh, the, the guys and I were talking last night on the way home uh, that, you know, hey, I have a granddaughter. It's our first granddaughter. She just turned one. You get filled. I mean, I'm going to bless you and not put up videos and stuff. Okay? I want to because it's awesome. And it, matter of fact, 14 months ago, there was a bunch of stuff I was really concerned about that today I can't even remember what it was. You, you know, this grandbaby stuff is awesome. I've, I've informed my other two sons that the only reason they exist To produce grandchildren. Uh, And see, I start. I just mentioned Annie. Now I don't know where I was again. What was I talking about? You're supposed to pay attention. (laughs) Eternal life, yeah, God life. You know what? This God life it starts now. Okay, it starts now. And yeah, you're getting hammered, and yeah, you're getting pressured, and that's why the Bible says, "Hey, let's fight the good fight of faith." right let's, let's let's fight this thing is a fight right This is the fight of your life it, but it's capital L. it is Zoe it's real th- th- the fight of our life it's like no am I going to live the life that, that I've been called to live? Am I going to live the life that, that that I've been empowered by God to live that am I going to live that life or am I going to live some other life? Right. You, you know it's Zoe life Zoe life, but a lot of us are stuck on yoe life. Right. That, well, this is a life. Yeah. Well, a life, King James. It sucketh, because no, no matter how no matter how good you think it's going, it, it's gonna come apart. You know, it's gonna come apart at the seams. And and what you have to do is you have to get this attitude that hey, I'm uh, there. It's it's on purpose. See, God God designed it this way. He designed it this way. And and man, I'm telling you, God's best is not for the complacent. The promises of God are not convenient and, and, they, and they come with insane challenges, right? I think I mentioned it last night, that, you know, Matthew 11, 12 from the days of John the Baptist till now. If the kingdom suffers violence, the violent take it by force. It's, it's, uh, one man put it this way, that the, that the grapes, okay, the, the blessing of God, the grapes of God's blessing, they're not placed within your hand, they're placed within your reach. And, and if you won't stretch for it, Man, if you won't make changes, and not not to the circumstance, but to to the inner man, you got to develop the inner man. There's there's four stages of growth for for a believer. Okay, and and this is true for everybody. So we're all in the same boat here. But you know, there's babes in Christ. Everybody say babes. It's usually in a group of men. You say babes. It sounds better than that. But it's it's like babes. Yeah, you know, he's thinking babes. You know where his mind went. Okay, so there's babes. There's babes is so when you get born again and, and it's not determined by it's not it's, it's not determined by uh age is it no. yeah, right it, but it's maturity right, right? but but the babe in Christ and it, like if you're born again last night or something you're a babe okay uh sometimes we we expect as much out of a babe as we do somebody who's been around the kingdom of God for twenty five thirty five years and we ought not to do that right. we need to remember that hey we, we got to help this this brother grow right? Uh, and and it's, it's not, it's not a put down to say he's a babe in Christ. It's just a reality. He's a babe and he's, he needs cover and he needs somebody to have his back and he needs somebody to give him guidance, right? But, but, but pretty soon you can't stay a babe forever, right? You, you can't stay a babe forever. My granddaughter, you know, what she get? Anything she wants right now. Okay. But, but, uh, yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say is that, you know, I love my granddaughter, but, uh, I'm not getting, we're not letting her drive yet. Huh? Why? Well, because not only would she kill herself, but whoever was with her, right? And some of us, some of us, you know, we're wanting, we're wanting production of promise that that we haven't prepared for. We're not equipped for it. We don't have the the the, the maturity and the skill and the thought process to even handle it. And so, you know, so the test. What do they do? They help prove that you're ready for promotion, right? And, and you're gonna and you're gonna you're gonna grow. And you, you can't remain a babe. Pretty soon, you become a child of God, yeah, yeah. right? I, and, and, you know, sometimes we'll sing songs, you know, I am a child of God, and, and it's cool because I am a child of God, and I'm always going to be a child of God. Uh, hello? Yeah. I, got, I got boys, and they're blessings, and I have to remind myself, but, uh, uh, but what could they do where I'd say that's not my son? They're, no way. They're always my kid, okay? And, you, you know, you are a child of God. You are a child of God, but the Bible says that a child differs nothing from a slave, See, a child is a state of maturity. And, and, and what a child is, uh, the, uh, is a child uh, needs someone to set the borders for their own protection. See, a child needs somebody to come in and say, nope, don't do that. Nope, don't go there. No, nah, don't hang with that guy. See, and if you have to have somebody else follow you around and make sure that you don't do the wrong stuff and think the wrong stuff and say the wrong stuff, And go the wrong places and smoke what you shouldn't smoke and drink what you shouldn't drink. If you need somebody to to chase you around, you're just a child. And, And by biblical definition, you differ nothing from a slave. So you have no access to your inheritance. See, you, you're thinking in church, especially, you know, especially believe in churches, we talk a lot about sowing and reaping, right? Harvest. Harvest, harvest is coming. Harvest is the result of a seed sown. So harvest is, is, is uh, uh, you know, produced by a particular action. But let me just tell you something. Inheritance, it, it, it's totally different. Inheritance is based on identity. Okay? And so inheritance, you can inherit things you couldn't possibly sow for because you can't sow for something that you don't have that seed. It is the nature of a seed to reproduce multiplied fruit, but every seed produces after its own kind. There are things that you need in your life that you don't have a seed to sow that. So what must you do? You must inherit it. You have to to pull on inheritance. But inheritance, uh, the the definition of inheritance is 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 a defined blessing to be released at a specific point in time so if i if I died and and, and I was wealthy and I left to, you know my children a certain amount of money, and they're going to get it when they're thirty five so so they're going to receive their inheritance at that set moment but again it with God it's not about time it's about maturity, and so there's a blessing that's been prearranged made ready for you matter of fact uh uh, uh what is it Galatians two what um uh, we are his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus born anew that we might do the 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 good works that he's prepared, made ready for us, that we would live the uh, good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. There's this life that's prearranged. What what is it? Ephesians two ten. Uh, the, the, there's this good life that's been prearranged and made ready for us to live. But can I just tell you something? Until you're mature, you don't get to live that life. You don't get to. You don't get that inheritance until you reach a certain level of maturity. Why? Because if you had it before you were ready. You'd lose it. You will throw away what you don't value. See, and if you don't understand the value of it, see if you, I said if you don't understand the value of it, you can't be entrusted with the power of it. Okay, so if you don't know the value, you don't get to have the power. Okay, you can touch it every now and then. And the hope is, is that it'll stir something on the inside of you that'll cause you to move for it. See if you don't if you don't understand the value of purity, you'll throw it away when you're 13. You know, he's talking about uh, pornography and the struggle that men have with it. Do, and, 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 you know, you do some studies now, and, and and it used to be that, you know, hey, man, we had to get guys when they're 18, 19 years old before they wasted their mind. And now we're talking about, no, we got to get kids when they're 6 and 7. Every, You know what, they, you know what the police, the chief of police in, in Kennewick described a school bus as? An X-rated theater on wheels. Because of uh, because of the apps and and the social media stuff, and if you're a if you're a parent of small children, you got to sit down and you got to talk now. Okay, you you, you know you got to equip your children to handle the culture. Okay, you, you have to, you have to empower them, and they need to know what's right and what's wrong. And you, well, I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let that you're gonna let a seven year old figure out what's right and what's wrong. You're an idiot. Now I'm going to let them make their own choices. You're you're weak on top of being dumb. Okay, and I say that with all the love of Jesus. Okay, uh, so a child, so a child. Let, let, let me get through this real quick because uh, uh, you know, so you got a babe and you got a child. And a child of God is awesome. You're always going to be a child, but the child doesn't have access to power. Uh, and see, if you don't value it, you'll throw it away. Right. If you don't value it, and 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 but it's not just to value something, but it's actually to cause the value to increase. See, this is this is how you're going to mature. Is you're going to take the value of whatever God's given you. You're not responsible for what can you know the, what's put within your hand, but you're responsible for the potential that's inside what God's put in your hand. Okay, let's let's see if we can get that because you're staring at me weird. Um, see, it's not just to. Uh, uh, to take something uh, because, see, you think faithful. See, faithful, I'm going to be faithful. So uh, let's pick on a, on a ministry department. Uh, which one? Tell me which one. I'm just going to talk about them. Children's ministry. Okay, I'm going to be a faithful worker in the children's ministry, okay? And, and why do we want men over there? Because I don't want all my little boys being raised by women. The spirit of lethargy, I bind it. Okay, okay. You, you guys need to be at least once a month helping in the kids' department. Yeah. That's it. That's it. At, least, at least once a month. You, you're either a man of God or you're a faker. And, and, and if you're a man of God, you're going to go over there and you're going to show them, kids, well, man, I, kids get on my nerves. Yeah, that's called reaping a harvest. <laughs> and, but uh, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, is that their future is dependent upon, uh, you know, if your future is dependent upon who you hang with, their future is dependent upon who they hang with, and they need to be around men of God, okay? They need to be around men of God, and you just need to make a rotation and get in there and help. It ain't going to hurt you. It's actually going to help you, okay? Uh, but, but okay, so I'm faithful, and that means that I just show up. When I when, when I said I'd show up, and I do, no, that's not faithful. That's reliable. See, faithful is reproducing. Re- remember, he gave some one, one three, one five, and, and, and then he said to, to, to the guys that had multiplied it, he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And, and then he got to the guy that kept the one that kept, took exactly what he was given and handed it exactly back, and he, and he said, you're wicked. So you're gonna be faithful with something, you're gonna cause it to reproduce. You're gonna increase it. You're gonna elevate its value. See, don't come to church to get better. Come to church to make it better. Man, everything you walk into is getting better because you just showed up. Man, I carry the presence of God with me everywhere I go. I have the purpose of God, the anointing of God, the calling of God. I can't help it. Your life's going to get better if you get next to me. Hello? Hello? Why? Because man, you just can't stop this stuff. But 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 you but you have to release that power in your life. And so what you have to do, you, you know, how do you increase the value? It's this is tough, but it's weird because most of us never thought about it because it's so simple. But how do you increase the value of whatever's put in your hand? Well, all you have to do to increase the value. Anybody into real estate? You're into real estate. What do they call it when the value of a house increases? Appreciation appreciation when appreciation if the value goes down it's called depreciate right and so appreciation check it out all you have to do to elevate the value of anything god's given you is appreciate it more you 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 lift the value of your spouse the more you appreciate them you you lift the value of your job the more you appreciate it See, when you whining and complaining, you don't understand. You're made in the image of God and in his likeness. And you became a speaking spirit. Your your words have power. And so when you're speaking death, death and life are in the power of the tongue, right? right? And when you're speaking crap about your job, you are an idiot, right? When when you talk bad about your wife, I just want to choke out for Jesus. I'm thinking, look, I know she's got her challenges, you. And she doesn't make great decisions, you okay like like for a long time it uh, it, it was hard I, you know because I, I you know I look at Gary and I'm thinking how'd he get her okay you you, you elevate the value of a thing by appreciation if you don't appreciate you cannot elevate why would why would God who's all wisdom open doors of opportunity for someone who doesn't value the opportunity they, they possess? Why would God give you more business when you don't appreciate the business that you have? you know, uh, I love the Bible and tonight we're going to hit this this one this one kind of tough, okay? It was, I mean, like like oh my God. Do you, I'm hoping to to give you an insight and a revelation that will change the way you do life radically. Habakkuk 1.5 says, hey, look around. Look around in amazement. for I'm about ready to do a work in your day that if we sat you down and told you about it, you wouldn't believe it. That God's going to do a work in your day that if he told you about it right now, you wouldn't even believe it. I'm going to show you tonight how that you can ask for things that don't exist, and he'll create them for you. Do you we, ha, we have half a dozen or dozen people right now in our church that are working high-paying jobs in positions that didn't exist this time last year. They didn't exist. Man, I'm telling you that, that, that if you'll grow, oh, you'll be happy. Okay, you can't stay a child of God forever. You can't be a babe forever. You know, you can't you can't constantly have somebody changing your diaper. It's gross, and, and and you can't stay a child because you don't want to live like 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 a slave. But so so you got a babe, you got a child, and then you have the sons, the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. Okay, sons of God, it's not the son by mere fact of childbirth, but it is a son who displays the characteristics of his father. It begins to change you. You stop making excuses for things, and, and you start making adjustments to things. You, you know, it's like, hey, God, I'm not asking you to change the environment. I'm asking you to change me so I can easily handle the environment. Because the thing that used to knock me down is now I just step over, right? He's made my feet like hinds feet and caused me to run to the top of the high places. What does that mean? He's, I'm like a deer. The thing that used to knock me down, now I bounce over and don't even recognize it's there. He didn't change that. He changed me, Amen. right? And, that, and that's what we have to look forward to as a son of God is that, man, there's maturity there. And, and, and there's power there. And there's inheritance there. And there's opportunity to just demonstrate Satan's defeat. It is awesome. And then the, the next level is 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 fatherhood. See, and the difference between fatherhood and sonship is fathers. See, my sons are still pretty. Uh, you know, engaged, uh, like, like not. They, they are becoming who God's called them to become. They're doing what God's called them to do. Uh, but, but a father, the, the 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 motivation has a radical shift because now it's not just about me getting to do, me getting to be, me getting, but it's me empowering someone else to be who God's called them to be. And, and see, and at that level, there's some amazing stuff that begins to happen. Okay, there's some amazing stuff that God has planned for your life and and God's gonna cause you to collide with some awesome stuff. But there's, but there's two things that will help you mature, and just two words I want to talk about real quick. And then, because uh, I think lunch is like at 1230, and I noticed that even after the big breakfast, and then we took a break, and guys are cramming stuff in the pie hole, and I'm thinking they probably won't make it past 1230, you know, because they'll, they'll, they'll like pass out or something. And, and so, uh, but, but there's a couple of words I want to address because of how we think. We think wrong. Okay? We think wrong. We think backwards. We think upside down. And uh, you know that Romans twelve two in the New Living New New, New Living translation uh, it says, "Don't become like the people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. Change the way you think. Okay, change the way you think. Because there are certain things that when we hear the word that we see the wrong picture and we respond in the wrong way." And if we could see it correctly, you'd understand that there are actually opportunities to uh, to to step into insane power. And one of the and, and when he was talking, you know, uh, uh, about relationships and, and and how did you put that? It, it, it's it's uh, uh, I commit to not do it by myself. I will not lead myself by myself. Okay, Proverbs 18.1 says, "He who willfully is- isolates himself from God or man seeks his own desire and is void of sound judgment." Okay, he who willfully isolates himself, not just from God, but from God and from man. So you, you not only do you not have well, I have God in my life. The problem is you don't have your life in God. See, so you can have God in your life and not have your life in God. And there's again, there's a radical difference. And, and, and so you you make excuses. You're looking for loopholes. Our our culture in this country is looking for loopholes, right? To do what they want instead of to. To, to be who God's called us to be. And, and, and is, by the way, it's not new. It started in the garden. That's how, that's how the enemy you, you know, got Adam and Eve, and, and, he's, and, and he just convinced them, hey, if you eat that, you'll be like God, and you'll know the difference between right and wrong. And if you know the difference between good and evil, then you no longer need God to tell you what's good and evil. You can decide. And that's what we're that's what we're struggling with in our culture and in our society is we have a culture that wants to tell us what's acceptable and what isn't, and they contradict what God says. But they, it, that doesn't matter because we're we're smart, we're powerful, you know, and 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 we have the answers. And so you know, sex outside of marriage—look, that that was the Bible's antiquated, right? That's an old book, so don't live that way. It's okay to have sex outside of marriage. Do you want the you, if you know you would think that uh, the guy who created it. We kind of know what he is doing. Two institutions God created: uh, the church and marriage. And and marriage is God's deal. But of course, our culture says, "Well, then let's just let's let's just evaporate uh, marriage. Then let's just you know, well, what are we doing? We're playing God, and we're saying that we're going to decide what's what's good and what's evil. Well, well, how does that fit? I mean, we're supposed to be loving of all people. Well, I love everybody. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, you want the will of God in your life. I said you want the will of God in your life. And a lot of times people want to hold God to his word, but they won't hold themselves to his word. And see, it doesn't work because the will of God is only produced by the ways of God. Okay, so, uh, you know, uh, Matthew 6:33. we all know that one, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right, and all these things shall be added unto thee. What things? The things you desire is gonna be added to your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, amplified. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being, right, his way, his way, his way. His ways are higher than your ways. You're not gonna hit his way by accident. You have to seek his ways. Matter of fact, in Ezra said, We got so serious about seeking the ways of God that we called a fast. And we humble ourselves that we might seek from the Lord the right way for us, the right way for our kids, and the right way for our substance. How many of you know there's a right way for you? I said there's a right way for you. There's a right way for your kids. You know, train up a child in the way they should go, not the way you want them to go. The way that, that, that you have to understand their bent, the way that God made them, and you raise them in the way they should go. Right? There's a way, man. My ways are higher than your ways. You got to seek His ways. And and the ways of God cause you to collide with the will of God. But the ways of God, you know, it's like like if if we had boxes or bags or something. You know, we have this big bag, and, and you know, it has the will of God in it. But the only way to get the will of God, you pull out that next bag, right, nesting thing, and and those are the ways of God. You, You can't get the will of God without the ways of God. So if you do it your way, you are aborting God's will. You can't have God's will without God's ways. But you, you'll never find God's ways without God's word. So God's word causes you to collide with His ways, and His ways have, create the opportunity to collide with His will. And so you got to do it God's way, and, and you, which means you're going to change the way you think. You're going to change the way you think. Okay. And so he's talking about this. You know, hey, not, not doing life alone. Together, we're better. That uh, you know, uh, that, that I need people in my world. Anything worth doing can't be done alone, anyways. You just can't pull off anything worthwhile by yourself, and, and so you, you need people in your life. And, uh, and and but but here's what you need: you need submission. Thank you for that great response right there. I feel like I'm in a Pentecostal breakout. Okay, uh, uh, that's why I'm only going to go to twelve thirty because they're already looking angry. Okay, uh, okay, submission. We, we had the wrong. Mindset about submission. Uh, The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Submission gives you the ability to cause the devil to flee. Submission is how you resist the devil. See, submission puts you in a position that hell can no longer touch you. But you need to understand what submission is. Because most of us would think we're in submission to God, but submission doesn't begin until you disagree. Because until you disagree, you're in agreement, not submission. See, submission kicks in when you go, that ain't the way I do it, but I'm going to do it that way because that's what God wants. Now I'm in submission. And hell goes, crap, can't touch that because not only will he do the will of God, but he'll do it when he doesn't want to. So doing what you don't want to when you need to do it in submission opens a different level of authority and power to you, and it's a different level of maturity in you. And it pulls you from the child into sonship, where you have access to inheritance, not simply harvest. No, you got to get this. Okay, we're 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 not, we're not here to play. Okay, you, you, and can I just tell you something? I, I actually have some, I do have some skills. I have I could have you guys shouting and twirling your headband, and you, you'd be going woo-ha, But you go out and you might be the same. And I, I don't want you to have the same result next week that you had this week. Man, I want you to be empowered to, I mean, to kick the devil right in the crotch. I mean, punch him in the throat, demonstrate his defeat. The the, the whole world, people who don't even like you want to be you. Okay? Because why? Because you're just killing it. I mean, you're going on to a job that everybody's fighting to keep you from being promoted, and they can't help but promote you situation you know you might be living with somebody right now that you're just trying to figure out how in the world do i get out of this i mean you start applying god's word and god's principles to your life and i'm telling you that you're going to be blessed coming in and going out and it's going to be an amazing transformation but it's submission and it's submitting to god and it's doing it god's way and you can't do it god's way if you don't know his way of doing it Right, so well, I I, I go to church one point four times a month and call myself faithful. You you already lying to yourself. See, because you're not a faithful attender if you show up every service. You're a faithful attender when you begin to reproduce attenders. Oh man, I'm hoping you're grabbing stuff and you, that that look on your face is it? Just shut up because I'm not going to do it right? You're not a faithful attender. If you have attended services here for, well, he's been here 35 years. Bless God, I've been here 34. Well, there should be a buttload of people here with you. Or or you've just been reliable. You're a child of God, but you've just never progressed to sonship. Uh, When God spoke over Jesus and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, he was celebrating his sonship, not the fact that he was his child. Wait till you see God celebrate over your sonship. There ain't nothing like it. There ain't nothing like it. I mean, you understand submission? Hey, i got to find out what God wants. And even when I, you, you know, actually, actually, it's even better when I don't agree. See, love your neighbor. It's easy for me because of my, you know, my the, the natural man makeup. You, you do realize that when you get saved, you're a three-part being, right? You're a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. But before you're born again, your soul—the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices—is—is is like it's making all these decisions for you. And it, but it, but it's in relationship to your body. Your body is how you stay aware of the natural realm. It's it's natural awareness. Okay. So like, do I need a coat? You don't need to pray about it. Stick your finger out the window, <laughs> right? You, you know, it's, it's like, should I jump in the fire? <laughs> you know, I almost said a. Politically incorrect word. Uh, you, you know, don't, don't live stupid. Your body will inform you of the natural realm. There's just a bunch of stuff you don't need to pray about. You just need to obey about, right? And so, you know, so the body is, is natural awareness, but your soul is self-awareness. Your soul tells you how you think, what you think, how you feel, who hurt you. You can list everybody who has ever hurt your feelings. You, you, you can see a face, and it will remind you if they've done what you wanted or not done what you wanted, if they've been for you or against you. And, 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 and that's your self-awareness. But your spirit is God-awareness. And, and, see, when you get born again, your spirit comes alive. Uh, uh, but the problem is, is that your soul your soul is still in relationship to your body. And, and and can I just tell you something? In my flesh, there is no good thing. There is no good thing in my flesh. My flesh is only going to do what I want, and it ain't going to change a lot. And so it's like, hey, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things passed away. Well, how come I still have those old desires? How come? Because your spirit's alive, and your soul now can be led by your spirit. But but your but your body, your flesh, it, it didn't get saved. So you have to decide who's going to lead and, you know is it my spirit or is it my body? Am I going to be led by what I feel or am' I going to be led by what God says? And see the, so submission is not it's not too late matter of fact look you never say it's not too late. You can be led by the spirit still today, okay It's not too late for you to start being led by the spirit. you just have to tell your body to shut up and know and, and I'm going to do what God's word says. I'm going to go that way, and I'm going to live in submission, and it's the power position. And, and, and I want to tell you about one other thing real quick, and, and it's called obedience, okay? Submission and obedience. And we, it gets a bad rap in, in, in the body of Christ. But uh, the Bible says, uh, you know, that you will hear and do, and it will go well with thee, okay? All through the Old Testament, all through the Old Testament, hear and do, and it will go well with you. Matter of fact, uh, you know, when we were raising the boys when they were young, uh, you know, after every spanking, and yes, we spanked our kids. And I'm telling you what, you know, some of your kids need a good whooping, okay? And I'll teach you how to do it if you want. I'll show you. Okay? It's not a problem. And, and uh, you, you know, the Bible says that if you spare the rod, it's because you love yourself more than you love your child. Right. Right. Amen. I just lost some guys, especially the young ones. They're going, don't you say that. My dad's in here. Okay. But, but, uh, uh, okay, but, uh <laughs> Here's what's crazy is that a lot of times we think we're doing a big deal because we're making sacrifices. I'm going to make a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing stuff. But the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is a power position. And instead of letting the world Tell you find a loophole around obedience. You don't have to do what God says. Here's why. Because God's grace is so sufficient. God's grace is it's, it's overwhelming. And so even if you continue in your sin, the grace of God's gonna cover you. That is the bottom rung level of living that, that, that you can get to. That is not the level that God wants you to be at. Well, am I gonna go to hell? I'm not, I don't get to judge you. But you're gonna have hell on earth. When you're supposed to have more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace and chaos, you're supposed to have enough power to to change, the, you know, the environment that you live in. You know, man, I, I tell you what, you know, where I'm at, I, I, I don't get a play church. You, you know, these are the two, you know, possibly human specimens that 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 I got. You know, we, we, we have guys that got tattoos on their faces and stuff. And, and if we ain't got something real that's got some power, they ain't following us. We got to have something to, that makes a difference. And, and can I just tell you something that finding a loophole so you don't have to obey is like one of the dumbest things you can do. Instead of finding a loophole to get you out of obedience, you need to find the opportunity to operate in obedience. Okay, you, you got to find places to obey. I mean, if this, this is a rocket science. I obey and it goes well with me. So if it ain't going well, maybe you should obey right? Because when I obey, you don't get it. God said that when you walk in obedience, I take ownership of your end result. So it doesn't make any difference what happens in the middle. I'm going to elevate. I'm, I'm, I'm going to empower. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to increase you. I'm going to strengthen you. You're going to be so incredibly overwhelmed with the goodness of God. If I told you what I was going to do, you wouldn't believe it, but you have to obey to release it. Obedience and submission are like your power tools. Okay, it's like having your chainsaw, trying to think Montana here. It's like having your chainsaw, but never, and you're cutting timber, but you never actually pull the cord and start it. You know, obedience and submission, what does that sound like? It sounds like the chainsaw's running. That's what's got the sucker in operation. You know, you, can can you take the tree down with an ax? Yes, you can but it's going to take you quite a bit longer than it's going to take one of the other guys that's operating his chainsaw. You can cut through a lot of stuff if you just turn this thing on. How do you turn it on? Obedience and submission. That's what this thing is about having other people in your life. Man, I get into submission to somebody. Man, uh, uh, you know what? I put myself in a power position, and and I'll go ahead and do it. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. Could that possibly be a carnal nature that's trying to keep you out of authority and power? Is it possible that the enemy could deceive you and think, well, they're trying to manipulate me, when really it's a devil trying to keep you from unleashing a power that will elevate you in life, that will cause you to be promoted instead of paralyzed? that will give you the ability to see, because when you get to do what you want, you do, but you're still a child. Yeah. And, and, and the cool thing is, is that sowing and reaping is a law. That's right. That's right. That's it's right. the law of sowing and reaping. So it doesn't make any difference what level you're at. You're going to sow and reap, right? right? But the bad side of sowing and reaping is that you reap what you sow. <laughs> now, the good side is you reap what you sow. Yeah. Right. But the bad side is you reap what you sow. Hello? You know, if you're addicted to, you know, doing it your way, then you can't have God results. But if you can shift and add, because sowing a reaping's law, it ain't ever going to change. But now you can add the power of inheritance, the ability to possess that which you could never sow for. Oh my gosh. You, get, you elevate to a totally different level. I mean, a totally different level. But you have to be willing to change the way you think. You fight the good fight of faith, and to which you've professed a good profession in front of many witnesses. Those witnesses, those are your companionships, those are your relationships. You can't do that. Alone, you cannot do God' life alone. It's impossible. Jesus, you know, he came down. He grabbed twelve guys, and and then and then there was seventy, and then there was multitudes, and then there was you know, and and now there's us, and we don't get to change the way God rolls. But God's going to change the way we roll. Amen. You good? Okay, so uh, can can I just tell you that God's about ready to do something in your day that if we sat you down and told you about it, you wouldn't believe it. It's going to be awesome. But it is going to require submission and obedience and the the ability to say, hey, it's not just about me. I'm not going to be doing this alone. Amen. Well, that's all we have for you this time. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't stop learning. Don't stop growing. And the best is yet to come.